Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ez Zashem, BPM number 55, that's Bayez Panimi, Shear for Men, Shear number 55. We know that the, that the intertwinement and the combination of the physical and spiritual is not an easy thing. And especially not easy when it comes to physical intimacy. You know, Zohar Nekeva Bara Oisam, Hashem created them, the human being, as male and female. And which means that to be human is to be sexual. That's part of it. It is not a tangent of a person. It's not peripheral. It's not something external. The sexual urge is one of the main key drives in every human being. And in every Jew. And in every Erlich Yes, there is an impulse towards self-preservation, which is healthy, towards social interactions, which is healthy, and for sexual fulfillment, which is healthy. The world word Adam comes from Adama, which means earth, but as the Shalah brings down, and other Svarim, I think the Alshech too, the Adama is earth, but Adama also is from the expression in the Vim called Adamele Elyon. I will compare myself to above to Hashem. That is the dual combination of opposites that become one. That we are Adama earth physical and that we are Adamele Elyon spiritual, which means that us human beings. We have some level of animalistic nature within us like animals, but human beings are not animals. We are not just driven by instinct. We have a very high soul. We are not malachim either, meaning we can't constantly be connecting to Hashem in the way malachim are, which means that we are, as part of our task in the world and our role that will bring us to our greatness, is there's a constant pull between pulling downward towards earth, pulling upward towards heaven. And because we have Baruch Hashem at Salam Aleikim, we have the image of God and a special Kedushas Yisrael by Jews, but even non-Jews have a Salam Aleikim naturally. And therefore, with that Salam Aleikim, we have the ability to control our urges and live in an elevated fashion and take the physical and make it beautiful. And that is free will. That is free will. So it's very, very important to understand that. That it's it's fascinating. Rabbi Yaakov Enden brings this down, that Simen Reish Mem, which is 240 of, of the Shulchan Aruch and Arachayim, talks about these halachas of intimacy. And he notes that when intimacy is when, with, with Kedusha, then it's Reish Mem. Reish Mem means rum, exalted, high, high, which means that if you use the intimacy in an elevated way, it's Simen Reish Mem. It becomes rum, it becomes elevated. But if Chas Shalom, if it's misused, then the Reish Mem gets reversed and it becomes Mem Reish, which is Mar, which is bitter. This is the Siddhi Yaivis brings this down, and it's a beautiful insight to remember. Which means like this, every married person and every husband, he has this sexual intimacy aspect that he can choose. On one hand, intimacy involves organs which people consider base and very animalistic. 
because the actual physical act does not require you to be uh, intellectual or have emotional maturity or, or spiritual refinement. People, as we know, they could be in a very low, low level and function sexually very well on a physical plane. But at the same time, those organs themselves are the, are, 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 are the highest the brismila is on that organ for that reason. That is the sign of Hashem on that organ itself, which paradoxically seems to be the lowest and the basest, but is the highest because that is the vehicle through which our most important relationship is nourished, husband to wife, wife to husband, and that is how our families are built by Pruervu. This is a concept that is Kedai for everyone to know. This is a idea brought down many, many times in the Sifrei Hasidus. It's brought down a lot in um, the son of the Balatanya, really emphasizes a lot, but the truth is it came from the Balshemtiv and it came from Harsinai. This concept is that Kol HaGavoya Gavoya Yoyser, Yoyred Lamata Mata Yoyser, whatever is exceedingly lofty and high, can come down all the way down in a low plane and elevate that. In other words, when properly directed, sexuality brings great joy, brings great pleasure, and brings a certain shlemus even in the soul. But in, in the reverse, if misused, it could bring to the lowest and most destructive um, things that creates tremendous amount of pain. This idea is, you see, from a lion. A lion is one of, Aryeh, it's one of the highest things on the Merkava. It's a Pekadusha on the right side of the Merkava. When it comes down here, it takes a form of a Behemotmea. But the idea is, it's Shairish, is very high above. So what Halacha does with the sexual expression, with the Halachas, it's not meant to stifle a person, but it just simply is to direct the person to achieve a happiness, a kedusha, an emotional health, and physical happiness and pleasure in the right way, in a way that's sustaining, in a way that lasts. And what's fascinating is, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam has in his Yad HaChazaka 14 different svarim, and there is a Sefer called Sefer Kedusha. And the Sefer Kedusha in the Rambam, he puts in two halachas, two things. One relating macholais forbidden foods, and the other one relating biasasuris, which means forbidden sexual relations. And he says as follows the Rambam. It says, Bishnei and Yonama Elu, with these two aspects of forbidden sexual relations and forbidden foods, Kitshanu Hamakim, Hashem sanctified us, Vivdilanu and Ummah separated us from the other nations, Ba'arayos, with the laws of morality, and staying away from immorality, Umacholai Sasuris, and eating the right foods and not Khalila something that is tummy. Ovishneyam Nemar, and with both of these, both the food aspects and the sexual aspects, it says, Va'avdal Eschemina Amim, I separated you from the nations. And I separated you all from the nations. So, which means like this. 
you would think Sefer Kedusha, that the Rambam calls Sefer Kedusha, would have halachas about the Beis Amigdash, about Karbanais, about Yom Kippur, about the Yom Tiv. It's also called Mikrai Kaidesh, but no, the Rambam calls Sefer Kedusha on the basic base aspects of our lives, on our eating and on our drinking and on our sexual functionality. That is where the symbol of Kedusha is. That's why that Sefer is called Sefer Kedusha. It's the relationship, the bond between the guf, which is the body, and the neshama, which is the soul, and the Rambam, all through the Rambam, seeks that middle road. We need that middle road to both, yes, satisfy our physical needs and pleasures, and within permitted, you, you have to use it in a healthy way, but you're to use it, not to deny to enjoy, to enjoy in the right context and to enjoy in the right way. So the idea is is that when we got out of Mitzrayim, it gives us an, it's 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 a cheris not just from physical slavery, but from it, it gives us the ability to express our own essence. Existence means freedom. When it comes to things like doimeim, which is stones and, and, and minerals, their, their actual existence is their freedom. The Arizal says they also have a certain concept of a soul life force within them, even the inanimate ab- objects. When there's vegetation and plants and growth, it's more complex. In order to achieve a cheirus, a freedom, it needs to grow by, by, by rooting firmly on the ground and spreading out by an animal in animal life, you can't stay in one place like a, like a, like a, a vegetation. They need movement. They need movement in order to find food, in order to mate, in order to protect itself, in order to protect its young. A human being's need has all of these needs, including using their intellectual faculties, using their emotional faculties, and living in a creative, purposeful manner with meaning, with meaning and purpose. To, when, a, when a human being, this is a mistake people make, they think that if they run after animal desires all the time, eating, drinking, sexual pleasure, they will be happy, but we are not wired that way. It's not a matter of, of, of self-denial at all. This will hurt us. We are not programmed that like that. We are programmed not just to, for enjoying physical aspects, we need that intellectual and the emotional and the spiritual and the purpose and the meaning in order for the physical to be fully satisfying. And that is a very, very important idea. The idea is, is that we have to live by our soul. We are defined by our soul. Soul cannot be subservient to the body. Now, there has to be a balance. There's once, I, I mentioned once a while back that the Navminska. Rav Zeichet Tzadik Avracha said once, and I heard him say it, and it's a beautiful analogy, and he always said that the soul, the neshama, has to be on the driver's seat, and the body has to be in the passenger seat. Otherwise, if you if the body hijacks and, um, and takes over the steering wheel, it'll fly off a cliff. It'll crash. And that is true, but I always emphasize the other side of that muscle. Yes, the body needs to be in the, in the passenger, passenger seat, but the soul in the driver's seat has to be kind and considerate to its passenger. When it is very hungry and it needs to eat, 
The soul has to agree and give the body, yes, eat and enjoy because you need it. And when the soul senses that the body needs sexual pleasure within a marriage, within the marriage in husband and wife, then the soul says, yes, body, you need this and I'm going to give it to you. Because what happens is, is if the soul suppresses the body completely, if the if the driver does not allow the passenger in the passenger seat to take a pit stop to be able to go to the bathroom or to be able to eat and drink, then it will hijack the steering wheel. I'm taking over. I'll throw you out, soul, and I'm going to do whatever I want. And rebel. Can't do that either. The soul needs to be in the driver's seat. The body has to learn to respect the soul's guidance. But the soul needs to be compassionate and understand the body's needs and give it to them in a healthy way and, and don't deny them unnecessarily, but rather to give it in a healthy way. So the idea is, and again, I, I, I do stress when I'm talking to the men that on the other end of it, I talk to the women as well, that even though it's the husband's responsibility to give his wife sexual pleasure and to tune himself to his wife's desire, we also explained on the women's side, certainly a Durabanan, for sure, to go to the mikveh, never deny her husband sexual pleasure. And that's a very strong priority. In a healthy relationship, a woman will welcome and reciprocate her husband's advances, not rebuff them. And but again, the husband can't make unreasonable or crazy demands from her, and neither should the wife do that to the husband. But the idea behind the relationship is people sometimes get hyper-focused on my chiyav to you, your chiyav to them, and the responsibilities, but in reality, it, it cannot be that way. The idea is not to focus on the chiyuvim, but on the relationship itself, the willingness to give. It's important also to understand that a man and woman's libido fluctuates. There's health factors, medication factors, hormonal factors, stress factors related to work and marriage and children, other causes. So what's very important is, is don't equate a lessening of desire to, to equal a weakening of the relationship. The fact that there's a lower desire in sexual act, you know, impulse does not mean that your relationship is weak. There are many other factors where your bond is very, very strong and the, and the sexual aspects will go down. And again, a woman, generally speaking, when she desires intimacy, she, she needs that emotional connection to respond to her husband. Now, when I speak to the when I speak to the women, I explain to them is that they don't need to necessarily enjoy it right away. They just have to need to train themselves to be relaxed, and be open to the idea that she can and will enjoy that sexual pleasure. She won't initially all of a sudden have a strong taiva to be sexual. Very often, she she needs to just calm and relax. And even if she's not in the mood, quote unquote, right now. But once she gets into it, she will enjoy it. And a husband needs to learn to be patient. And on the wife's side, I say that, you know, to them, that they also need to be patient. So therefore, it's important, I say, on the women's side, not to delay her tefillah. Even if right now she doesn't have a desire for intimacy, husband applies the same way. Believe it or not, it's I have it 
in situations that are reverse, where the wife has the strong pull for physical intimacy and the husband does not. In in many cases, that's the case for many reasons, and, and it varies. Sometimes it fluctuates in a marriage itself, where some tukufai, some periods in marriage, the husband has a stronger desire, and in some periods of marriage, the wife has a stronger desire. And when the husband, even though we speak mostly to the husbands, when they have the stronger desire to know how to con- channel it right and not to pressure their wives and to work with them and to be compassionate and give them the emotional so that they could receive the physical as well, but they ha- the husbands that have a weaker desire, which happens a lot, needs to need to also know that they have to continue their their pattern of being sexually open and giving, even if they right now don't feel that in them. Just like we explained to the wives that they need to make those overtures and put in that effort, even if they don't feel like that inside because of the priority of the relationship and the love that they have for each other and want to give to each other. So this is certainly an extremely important aspect of marriage, as we explained. And the idea is, again, the Kedusha, the relationship between the body and soul has to be with a peace, with integration, soul being in the driver's seat and, 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 and leading, the body following, but the but the but just like the body can should not overtake the and the the soul, but listen to the soul. The soul also needs to listen to the body and gives give it what it needs, at, in the appropriate time in a healthy way. Bracha and atzlacha.